The Holocaust is one of the most well-documented events in human history, and the truth of the event of the Holocaust must be taught and preserved for generations to come. And yet, sadly, what we're seeing is that there is a rise of anti-Semitism in Europe and right here in the United States. We must ensure through proper education that the Holocaust will never happen again. In celebration of 25 years on the air, we are giving away a very special book all month, The Future by Menno Kalischer. That's our gift to you when you call us at 888-343-6940. Again, that's 888-343-6940. We'll have more to say about this free offer later. Welcome to the Friends of Israel Today, where we teach biblical truth for changing times. I'm Steve Conover. We'll join our host and teacher, Chris Katolka, in a moment. Today, we'll be looking in-depth at our current issue of Israel My Glory magazine, which focuses on the Holocaust. In this issue, Jerusalem-based journalist Elliot Jagger writes about Yad Vashem, the Holocaust memorial in Israel. We'll speak to him about it on the program today. And as always, we'll hear Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life of Holocaust survivor Svi Kalischer. Stay with us. Hello, my friends. Thanks for joining us today on the program. Now, listen, we have a lot to talk about. So first, let me say this. We are entering into the month of April, and we are celebrating this month our 25th year on the radio. The Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry has had a radio presence for more than 25 years, and it all started with our former host and executive director, Elwood McQuaid. And it's been an honor for me to carry the baton for the Friends of Israel Today radio ministry into hopefully what's the next 25 years. So for our radio listeners, we have an anniversary present for you. For 25 years of being on the radio, we want to offer you a free book. My friends, a free book. It's our way of saying thank you for being such faithful listeners over the years. So we're giving away The Future, which is a concise book on prophetic events as the scriptures lay them out. And the author of The Future is the pastor of the Jerusalem Assembly in Jerusalem, Israel, Pastor Menno Kalisher. So to get your free copy of The Future, you want to stick around, and I'll tell you exactly how to do that. Now today, we are focusing our attention on our latest issue of Israel My Glory magazine. We call this Israel My Glory In-Depth And this particular issue of Israel, My Glory, focuses on the Holocaust. And I think that this is such an important issue for several reasons. But I think one of the most important is this. The historical narrative of the Holocaust is being rewritten. The true events of the Holocaust are being retold to fit a Holocaust-denying agenda. Just listen to these crazy statistics. According to the Anti-Defamation League, Only 54% of the global population has ever heard of the Holocaust. Now, that number's low in and of itself, but listen to this. Of that 54%, 32% think the Holocaust has been greatly exaggerated. My friends, Holocaust survivors today are the world's living proof of the events of the Holocaust. And their stories, their personal stories, they give us the truth of the events that were happening as Hitler was systematically exterminating the Jewish people. And their generation is not getting any younger. The youngest Holocaust survivors are in their 70s. 
And these were the survivors that were born in the concentration camps. Once they die, their stories are relegated to written word and testimony only and videos. It's no longer personal in the way that we can interact with them. The Holocaust is one of the most well-documented events in human history. And the truth of the event of the Holocaust must be taught and preserved for generations to come. And yet, sadly, what we're seeing is that there is a rise of anti-Semitism in Europe and right here in the United States. We must ensure through proper education that the Holocaust will never happen again. And that's what this latest issue of Israel, My Glory is all about. Now, after we return from our break, we'll be talking about Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial in Jerusalem with none other than Elliot Jaeger. And also, I'll tell you how to get your free one-year subscription to Israel My Glory, so stick around. Can you believe the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry has been on the radio for 25 years? So to say thank you to all of our faithful listeners, we're giving a free copy of The Future, Coming Events According to the Scriptures. This book is an absolutely brilliant way to teach Bible prophecy. Designed around colorful drawings, bold graphics, and easy-to-follow timelines, this unique Work explains the books of Daniel and Revelation, along with other prophetic passages, using symbols that separate the futures of Israel, the church, and the nations. It's prophecy in a way that everyone can understand. We'll be giving away the future for the entire month of April. So to receive your free copy of the future for our 25th anniversary, visit foiradio.org or call 888-343-6940. That's 888-343-6940. Welcome back to the program, friends. I'm honored to have Elliot Jaeger, who is a Jerusalem-based journalist and author of The Pater, My Father, My Judaism, My Childlessness, on the program today. And, And he is also the author of one of the articles in our recent Israel My Glory issue, uh, on the Holocaust, he wrote on the on Yad Vashem, which is uh, Israel's Holocaust memorial. So, Elliot, great to have you on the program, sir. Chris, it's uh, very, very good to be with you. Uh, now, Elliot isn't just calling from somewhere in the United States. Elliot, can you tell our listeners where you're calling from? Well, Chris, I'm actually we're actually speaking from Jerusalem, Israel, and I have had the opportunity from time to time to. Uh, write for the magazine from Jerusalem, about Jerusalem, and about other things that are happening in Israel. So it's uh, it's really a nice opportunity to be with you. I know you're celebrating an anniversary, and uh, I'm, I'm really grateful to be a small part of it. Elliot has been a part of our radio program. Uh, he's really good friends with our previous radio host and executive director, Elwood McQuaid, and so I'm excited to have Elliot on uh, the new program, The Friends of Israel Today. Elliot, excellent article, excellent article on Yad Vashem. Can you explain a little bit about 
what Yad Vashem is and its history and the significance of its location uh, for our listeners today. Sure. Um, Yad Vashem is where uh, Israelis and Jews and Christians can come uh, to think about and memorialize uh, the destruction of uh, the Jews of Europe, the Holocaust, or as we call it here, the Shoah, uh, the catastrophe of the murder by the Nazis and their enablers during the Second World War, uh, six million Jews, among them about one million children uh, among them. So uh, Yad Vashem was created uh, in the 1950s and redeveloped and redesigned over the years. Uh, there's a place where the commemoration can be, can be held. It's a place to study the events of the Holocaust, to gather a repository of papers, documents, pictures, and you know, Chris, also names. Um, because when you hear, I mean, just, just the other day, um, we, we heard that there was a bombing in Pakistan and 60 plus, uh, Christian children were killed. Christian children were killed. And you start hearing these numbers, 60, you hear 600, another horrifying event somewhere else in the Middle East. And you get these numbers, 60, 600, 6,000. And then you come to 6 million and, and the numbers stop to mean anything. They just sort of are, get beyond us. And so what Yad Vashem has tried to do is to actually attach a name, an identity, to each of these people, each of these human beings who were a world unto themselves. So that's what Yad Vashem tries to do. Can you explain, too, you know, Yad Vashem is a, a uniquely Hebrew name. What does Yad Vashem mean, and where does it come from? Well, you know... I mentioned in the article that um, there's a woman at Yad Vashem who is responsible for liaison to the Christian communities. And uh, she was the one uh, who actually handed me uh, a leaflet which described where Yad Vashem comes from. Yad Vashem is indeed a Hebrew word. It comes from the book of Isaiah, uh, uh, chapter 56, verse 5. And the, the verse says, To them I will give in my house and within my walls a place, or a memorial, and a name, Yad Vashem, that shall, be, that shall not be cut off. So Yad Vashem is a memorial and a name. And we use it here in Israel as, a, as an expression to mean a memorial. Mm. You know, and it's one of the most, I think, powerful Holocaust memorials. I have walked through Yad Vashem several times in the newer building, and the layout of the building, it walks you through barriers along the way as if you're almost somebody trekking through uh, the Holocaust yourself. Can you unpack a little bit about the the architecture of the building of Yad Vashem? Yes, it's a feeling of, um, I don't want to give the listeners a sense of uh uh, that they should avoid the place. On the contrary, it, but 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 there are times when uh, you sort of um, it's designed to make you feel that you're blocked in, um, because once you get once you enter, uh, you sort of enter this V formation, 
and you're for, you're kind of forced to zig and zag through the pavilion until until you get to the exit. And um, as you do that, um, you, you sort of walk from the beginning, from, from chronologically from 1933 when Hitler comes to power until the camps are liberated in 1945. Uh, and in the course of those years, 33 to 45, the exhibit or exhibits take you through the various stages of the destruction of the Jews. And what's, what, what's striking is that, you know, the Germans under Hitler didn't set out uh, with an organized policy for the destruction of the Jews of Europe. It, they kind of fell into it, and they began uh, by doing it in a, in a, a horribly haphazard way, so that uh, it, it sort of begins small. The smallest thing is simply to say, well, uh, Jews cannot work as teachers, or Jews cannot be doctors, or a Jew cannot have a non-Jewish uh, nanny taking care of their baby. It's just like a little, little, little thing. And, and as you walk through the, the exhibit and the pavilions, you're exposed to how the, the little things turn into bigger things, turn into the most horrible things, and how, and how the, the, the actual, once the Germans decided they were going to kill the Jews rather than simply uh, take away all their rights or expel them. Once they kind of stumbled into the, how they were going to deal with the Jews, then they began by killing them uh, with, with, with bullets. And actually, it seems to me that they probably killed as many Jews uh, just through bullets and shooting and and, uh, and and simply uh, going through little villages and, and murdering everybody uh, before they actually began the industrial organized destruction that we hear about so much. Because we always hear about Auschwitz mm-hmm. and the other death camps, uh, the death camps, uh, Treblinka and so on. But but the, the Nazis actually did endless slaughtering uh, in, in, just, just by using soldiers, uh, specialized soldiers who went, whose only job was to murder Jews, and they they just found that so overwhelming that they decided they needed to to do it in a more systematic, organized, and you should to give the expression uh, more sanitary way. And so you walk through all this, and you you come through this this sense of of where was the world, um, where was even the United States, and you know I heard someone. Uh, there once, not on this last visit, in a previous visit, asked, well, where was Israel? And the truth of the matter is, I was, I was, taken, I was taken aback. Where was Israel? Of course, Israel didn't exist. And the gates of Israel were closed. And, and the, the British, under the mandate, were the power in Israel, and they kept the gates closed. So all of this is kind of brought out um, and, and I have to say, and it's brought out uh, as you as you make your way through the exhibit, but it's done. It's not done in your face. It's done in a way that that allows you to 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 come to your own conclusions. Yeah, Elliot, I want to in our remaining moments here. I, I want to talk about the significance of Holocaust education. In the previous uh, segment, I was talking about the fact that. Uh, Holocaust denial is on the rise. Not, e- not only is anti-Semitism on the rise, Holocaust denial, 
with all the facts and information that we have, uh, personal testimonies of even surviving Holocaust survivors today, we still have a very significant percentage of people that deny the or believe that the, the Jewish people have exaggerated or embellished the Holocaust. Could you talk about the significance of Yad Vashem in educating people about the Holocaust? Well, absolutely. One of the things Yad Vashem does is it brings in people, teachers, clergy from around the world. Uh, it has a special program that, that focuses on bringing in uh, Christian clergy. Uh, and in fact, I'm told that this is an actually an interesting ecumenical opportunity for Christians from various denominations to sit together in a room and not talk about uh, the religion, but more uh, uh, study uh, the events of the Holocaust. So, and so, so one of the things Yad Vashem does is it brings in um, educators and clergy and explains to them how best to talk about the Holocaust and and the, and the lessons of the Holocaust. Um, but I think I think actually the other thing that's important is what I is what I mentioned before that that by simply collecting the names and where possible the photographs and the connections of the actual victims, it becomes impossible to deny that this all happened. But I, I personally wonder um, when you're dealing with someone who would deny that the Holocaust happened, that six million Jews were murdered, that the continent that was once uh, dependent on Jewish intellect and Jewish culture uh, is now bereft of them. I I just sometimes wonder whether anything can turn such people around. And I suppose the goal is not to turn the hateful around as much as it is to serve as a sort of inoculate uh, people of goodwill against falling into the trap of this hatred. I totally agree with you. Elliot, thank you for joining us today on the program. My friends, if you would like to read Elliot's article, which I highly encourage you, all you have to do is pick up your latest issue of Israel My Glory on Beyond the Shoah, Reflections on the Holocaust. But if you don't get Israel My Glory, uh, we want to make it really simple for you. Simply go to our website, foiradio.org, and there you'll see a banner that you can connect to to give us your information, and we will be sure to give you a one-year free subscription to Israel My Glory. Additionally, if you'd like to give us a phone call, the number is 888-343-6940. That's 888-343-6940. Elliot, thank you for being on the program. It's always a joy to hear you and to read your writings and to connect with you. And thank you for being a part of the long history of the Friends of Israel radio ministry. Chris, I thank you very, very much. Israel, on the verge of becoming a state, a teenage Holocaust survivor arrives on her shores alone. His name is Svi Kalisher. Little did he know his search for a new life in the Holy Land would lead him to the Messiah. Svi, enthusiastic to share his faith, engaged others in spiritual conversations, many of which can be found in our magazine, Israel, My Glory. While Svi is now in the presence of his Savior, his collected writings from well over 50 years of ministry continue to encourage believers worldwide. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life of Svi. As I walked down the street recently, 
Some Orthodox men were handing out flyers, telling people if they serve the rabbis well, then they too will become holy and go to heaven. As I passed, they handed me one. They looked at me intently as I read their leaflet. Then one asked, What do you have to say about what is written here? It is a great pity. It is, as King Solomon wrote, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Their faces showed their displeasure, and they wanted to know why I said such a thing. Because I believe in Almighty God, you worship your rabbis, you accept what they say over what God says in his word. Now they became suspicious. Are you not from those who speak about this man? One asked. I am not like you. I do not read fictional stories. You spend your life studying rabbinic commentaries. And I read the Bible. We spoke for more than an hour. They were surprised I told them they were not following the right paths. How can you say we are not following God? We're very active for him. Who is your God? There is only one God. About him it is clearly written in the Bible. I told them they have been taught wrong because they study rabbinic writings instead of God's word. How can you say such a thing? Shame on you. Okay, please show me what you read. So they showed me a stack of books written by rabbis. I answered, as it is written in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2, Vanity, I believe according to the Bible. Then I showed them Isaiah 53, where it is written, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. When you make his soul an offering for sin, therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. We have never read this. This is part of the Holy Bible. All of its chapters were written by the Holy Spirit, as was this chapter. They looked at each other with surprise. We have learned much from you, they said. They need our prayers. Through prayer we can see God's mighty power, and perhaps someday they will see it too.
The dramatic reading you just heard is taken from a feature you can read in our bi-monthly magazine, Israel My Glory. If you enjoy this feature, be sure to sign up for a free one-year trial subscription when you visit foiradio.org. You can also sign up for a free subscription when you call us at 888-343-6940. Take advantage of this free offer. Again, that's 888-343-6940. If you call, you'll start with the issue that was featured today. I'd like to thank Elliot Jaeger for being with us today. Our host and teacher is Chris Katulka. Our associate producer and engineer is Tom Gallione. Mike Kellogg read Apples of Gold. And our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.